When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in the last week or two, as usual, uh, President Trump has continued to go after his appointee at the head of the Federal Reserve, and that is Chairman Jerome Powell, saying uh, back um, maybe a week ago now, in an interview with Maria Bartiromo saying, quote, I have the right to demote him. I have the right to fire him. He has to lower interest rates to help us compete with China. What Europe did with Draghi, referring to Mario Draghi, the president of the European Central Bank, is they're forcing money in. We're doing the opposite. He went on to joke, we should have Draghi instead of our Fed person. Of course, Mario Draghi, a number of years ago, I think eight years ago now, now his time as, as ECB uh, the head of the ECB is actually coming up later this year. But back in, I think it was 2011, Mario Draghi made his now infamous whatever it takes comment, which he has more or less kept his word on, basically saying the ECB is going to do whatever it takes to prop up the markets, to to keep liquidity flowing, whatever you want to call it, to to continue to pump stimulus, What what Trump says here, forcing money in. And of course... Powell has kind of been doing the opposite, quantitative tightening and raising interest rates. And I want to talk about the kind of the four different pathways that I see playing out here, potential pathways in terms of will Trump actually fire Jerome Powell? So we're going to go down each of these scenarios and why I think just about all except for one, the first one I'll discuss here, is going to be a big negative for the dollar and likely going to lead to a weaker dollar and higher precious metals prices. And, and higher commodities prices and, and, and on and on and on. So starting off with these four scenarios, scenario number one, Trump continues to push this pressure on Jerome Powell and Jerome Powell responds in a hawkish manner. Maybe not because of Trump, maybe because of Trump, but either way, he does the opposite of what Trump wants him to do. And the rest of 2019 and early 2020 looks like the Powell that we saw uh, maybe back in, in the second half of 2018. Now, do I think that he's going to be raising rates? No, but I think he's going to, you know, in this scenario, he would be behaving more hawkish than what the markets are expecting. And, and what they're expecting is about four rate cuts by the end of the year or, or four, uh, one full percentage point cut to the Fed funds rate. If he only follows through with, let's say, two cuts by the end of 2019, I think that would qualify as being more hawkish than what the market is expecting, more hawkish than what Trump would like, right? Only half a percentage point. And that is the one scenario where we could see the dollar uh, appreciating, um, certainly staying steady and not weakening as many as much as many people would think. Now, the, the side effects for this one would would be pretty major, right? Never mind what the dollar or precious metals are doing. Uh, we would likely see a, a major correction in the stock market. Uh, the economy, it, it would be dead on arrival heading into 2020. Uh, very, very likely recession. By the way, I think a recession is probably likely in any of these scenarios. But this, of course, is a scenario where tr- 
Powell decides to to not follow what Trump is saying, and Trump decides not to go forward and actually try and fire him. Scenario number two, Trump continues to put pressure on him. Powell responds. Again, maybe it's because of what Trump is saying. Maybe it's because of the economy, liquidity, the dollar, whatever. But Powell responds in a dovish manner. He follows through with four full rate cuts by the end of the year. Maybe he, he cuts off quantitative tightening prematurely, or he begins... Um, some form of, of QE or quasi QE by the end of the year, early 2020. Trump doesn't fire him, but it makes the Fed look bad because it you know, very well could be seen as, as him being politically influenced by Trump. But even if we, we forget about that and then politics for, for a second, just the monetary side of it, that would be a very dovish move by the Fed and by Powell. It would likely send the dollar lower, could give the stock market a little bit more time, the economy a little bit more time. But we were talking about months. I mean, history has shown that when the Fed cuts, it uh, usually marks the, the beginning of a recession, right? It's too little, too late. Scenario number three, Trump tries to fire Powell. And it doesn't work. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get into what the political or what the, the legality of it, constitutionality. I mean, my opinion on it is that we, we shouldn't have a, I mean, the Fed in the first place, I think, is unconstitutional. Uh, never mind what the president's powers are. Um, and, and obviously, I'm not a fan of, of a politically influenced uh, chairman of the Fed or Federal Reserve as a whole. I think that's a terrible idea. And I think it's one of the big inherent risks with having a Federal Reserve in the first place. And so I think, again, we should just get rid of it. Market can decide the rates or, I mean, it's going to, we're, we're talking about major structural reform if we were to do that, but but that's my opinion on it. Now, let's say Trump tries to fire him and it doesn't work. It becomes a, a political and a constitutional matter, right? It starts going through the courts. Uh, the Democrats are going after Trump. You have the Republicans maybe supporting him. Uh, that again, let's say this gets dragged out, you know, through the end of Powell's tenure, you know, for four years, so through uh, 2022, or at least through the election. Again, I think it would be a negative for the dollar. That's about one of the worst things that you can have for a central bank. I mean, you know, part of, of a central bank and their ability to have some major effect on what, what goes on in the currency markets, what goes on in the economy as a whole is legitimacy. And and when you have a central bank that is in the middle of a constitutional crisis, a controversy like that, right? That leads to a lot of uncertainty. Even if Powell stays in office through the end of Trump's first term, which, you know, very well could be his only term, remains to be seen. But that leads to instability. I mean, that's not what you want going on at a central bank, um, um, unstable leadership. And so, you know, even if, in, in a way, if Trump f- tries to fire Powell, regardless if it works or not, it could be seen as a win-win because it's probably going to lead to a weaker dollar because of lack of confidence in the Fed and because of the instability that that would create. I mean, be, it'd be unprecedented as far as I know. Maybe there's some time in the past where, where something like that has happened at the Fed and, and I'm unaware of it. Um, but but certainly Trump's current pressure on Powell is is unprecedented. Not to say the presidents haven't um, tried to politically influence Fed chairmen in the past. I'm sure they have, but this very well could be unprecedented. And actually going through and trying to fire him, that would be unprecedented. Now, finally, scenario number four. Trump actually tries to fire him and it works. 
right? Maybe a, a short constitutional challenge or whatever, but but the courts uphold it. Congress doesn't act, and and basically it's seen as within his powers, and Powell's out within a month, within a, a short time period. This could maybe be the most dollar negative. Trump would get exactly what he wants, but it's kind of the the be careful what you wish for uh, mantra where where Trump fires him. This would be even more damaging to the dollar and the Federal Reserve's reputation if suddenly he fires him halfway through his, his term as, as Fed chairman, replaces him with an uber dove, right? Somebody maybe more dovish than Mario Draghi. And then you have all sense of legitimacy at the Fed lost, right? They're going to cut rates to zero pretty quickly, start QE. But, but that won't even matter at that point because everybody's going to be expecting that. And everybody will have seen the Fed is, and maybe always has been, a, a political tool for whoever's in power. I mean, this this whole conversation of Trump is over-politicizing the Fed is ridiculous. I mean, yes, he absolutely is. But are, are we so naive to think that, that that hasn't happened in the past? That, you know, the Obama appointee of, of uh, uh, Janet Yellen wasn't done with... I mean, she was one of the dovish Fed chairmans that we've ever had chairwomen's and it i think helped obama immensely through the end of his his uh you know second term i forget if he, she was appointed i think she was appointed maybe during his first term but either way uh, even ben bernanke right uh we found out pretty quickly he was a bush era appointee found out pretty quickly he was pretty dovish i mean he paved the way for what we have today in terms of zero percent interest rate uh, uh, monetization of debt and quantitative easing, right? And so, no, uh, Obama and, and Bush weren't going on Twitter, you know, attacking their own Fed chair people. Maybe they just did a better job of, of and this is not necessarily an attack on Trump, this particular statement here, but, but they did a better job of selecting somebody that they for sure knew would be extremely dovish. And, and maybe Trump didn't. He, he picked somebody that was maybe a little bit too hawkish, Hawkish than he expect, more hawkish than he expected, uh, and and now he has to resort to things like Twitter and interviews and whatnot to go after um, to go after Powell. But but it's always been political. I mean, it's an important political tool. Name a president that wants extremely tight uh, uh, monetary policy during their time in office. It's yeah, it's not easy to find one, right? Um, you know, unless you're dealing with mass inflation and, and they, they need somebody like a Paul Volcker to like to, to rein that in. But even high interest rates during the Volcker era, uh, that wasn't you know great for the economy in the sense that high interest rates suck, right? It, it worked to rein in the inflation, but but everybody wants low interest rates in QE during their time in office. But but over the long term, that's not what's best for for America. I mean, that's that's kind of the case with our current political system. That, that when we're in office or when we control the Congress or whatever, we want uh, as easy of monetary policy and fiscal policy as possible. Tons of spending, tons of easy money, right? But then when the other party is in office, it's time to criticize that. Let's start caring about deficits. Let's start caring about what the Fed is doing. You saw that with candidate Trump. You see that with Republicans prior to Trump being elected. It's it's the unfortunate nature of our current political system. And and it's really done with the intention of of gaining or retaining power that's they have their own best interest in mind 
right? And it's not the best interest of us. I mean, sure, a, a, an uber dovish Fed during the Obama era, during during the Trump era, let's say that happens. Well, yeah, that's maybe going to lead to some economic stimulus, but a ton of economic pain over the long term. I mean, the pain from the Yellen era and from the Bernanke era has not yet come to pass, but it will. There is a price to pay. There's no such thing as a free lunch when it comes to Federal Reserve policy. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.